From the city of Beaky Blinders, Birmingham, England, I would like to introduce you to Paddy Dandar. As the world becomes more automated and the robots take over, it's imperative that we build the right human skills for the future. So pull up a chair, grab a smoser or two, and make yourself very uncomfortable. So, Yvette, tell me more about this recent accolade you got being named as one of the top 30 women to watch out for in 2022. How did that come about? And, and tell us more about that. Okay. So I recently launched a program called Handstand Confidently. And in that program, I'm really trying to teach an embodied practice. So how many people can actually do handstands? I'm very aware of this, right? Exactly. <laughs> Not too many people. But this program, you know, I want to teach more than just handstands. It's an embodied practice, as I mentioned, and I really focus it actually towards beginner handstander. You know, the person who maybe is interested in doing it, but, you know, just need, needs guidance or someone who's been trying to practice it, maybe can start to kick up to the wall, but doesn't really have technique to uh, really refine the practice and to make it their own just yet. So I'm really targeting those folks and some, and folks who are committed. You know, and to see that this is a practice, this could be a practice beyond just, okay, I nailed a handstand and now I'm going to like go in my bikini and post a photo of me in a handstand on a beach for Instagram. You know, like as you, Instagram can be great for many things. As I said, we were able to connect through it, but sometimes people post stuff. It's like, okay, cool. But then it's just like a pretty picture, right? So it's more. There, there's no danger of me doing that. So folks, <laughs> if you're listening or you're watching, like. <laughs> Get that thought out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really for the person who is okay with working really hard for a very long time and not seeing so much results right away. And so, and that's, I think, a challenge in and of itself culturally, right? Because we're, everything's on demand. Everything's like Amazon Prime. It's like Netflix, you know, everything is on demand and it's hard. YouTube, right? It's hard for us to slow down and really work at a pace and work consistently over a very long period of time. And that's where you see the progress happen. So with that said, I launched the Handstand Confidently and my mission is to empower individuals with this embodied practice and help them to believe in themselves, right? Because when you first tell someone okay, I'm going to teach you how to do handstand. You're interested, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. But can I really do it? Right? Like if I said, Patty, would you want to go up on a handstand? Would that be cool? It would be cool because, yeah, I could then show all of my friends and, you know, impress them or even my kids probably. Yeah. That'd be my first judge. Mm -hmm. but, but don't you need like lots of physical upper strength to be able to do that? You do and we build it over time. Yeah. But the, the single most thing I think you, you need to actually do it is to believe in yourself. And so that is the main purpose of what I'm trying to do. I want them to believe in themselves and their abilities to hone in their power. So it's not just like, I believe in myself and I'm going to go full force, full out. You know, we're going to develop a, a training program, right? So I can see like where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are. And I'm going to work with you to improve both. Yeah, to really get you to a good place. Because it, hand said, it's so individual. 
right? It's different for everyone because everyone's body's a little different. Everyone's physical ability is a little bit different. Everyone's starting point skill level wise is a little different and your goals might be different too. So it's, I really like to have, like you, my eyes on the clients. You know, I, I have some videos, but those are not of the handstands themselves. Like a, when we're doing the actual handstands, it's live. I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. We're having a dialogue conversation so that I can really be present with you. And it's super important that you do have that presence, the individual who's practicing and also the coach, right? So to keep yourself safe and healthy. Yeah. So uh, I, I launched this program to do that, just that, to help individuals gain confidence in themselves, hone their abilities, work towards a goal with purpose. As I mentioned earlier, we're going to focus on one thing and work towards that goal in the right direction, you know, and, and really have the discipline, right, to show up every day and to practice. Some days are going to be better than others, right? Some days you'll come into practice and you'll, you know, start to do your drills and it's like, why am I not progressing? And there may not be anything wrong. You may be doing everything right. It's just that the practice takes time. And so the lesson isn't about the cues themselves. It's about developing patience. You know, the patience with yourself, the, the patience for the practice and the discipline to keep going, right? Because everything we do on the mat, on the handstands or in yoga, it's transferable outside of that. You know, while you can escape my class, <laughs> you can skip my class for a day thinking, okay, I'm just not going to do it today. I'm tired or et cetera. And you can say that to yourself. You cannot escape your family. You cannot escape your work if you're working for somebody else. Or especially if you're working for yourself, right? You can't escape these things. You have to show up. Even if you know that you're tired, even if you know that it's not going to be your best. So what I'm trying to develop is the discipline to show up and also a growth mindset. And um, I think that just seeing my clients have all these little mini successes so far gives them inspiration and hope and gives me inspiration and motivation to keep going. You know? And once they see it, like, oh my gosh, I kicked up to the wall for the first time and it took me months to do that, you know, and or... Some people are just learning to keep their legs straight as they jump, you know, instead of like, <laughs> like jumping and then praying to the handstand gods that they stick it. <laughs> it's which is, you know, it's totally normal. Right. But then when you can actually jump and like keep your legs straight, you can actually land that handstand. So it, and it takes time. As you said, it, it, you need to develop the upper body strength for it. There's going to be some core strength involved. You have to engage everything in your body from your fingertips to your toes. I mean that quite literally and metaphorically, you know, so it's physical, it's mind, body, spirit. It's really everything. It's, it's mental. It's definitely half of it is mental, I think. Oh, I love that. I, I think just the way you've explained it there, like when you first told me and you were like, oh, I help people do handstands, I was like, why would you do? But then... When you put it in that way, that it's a journey and it's not that the handstand is just the end product, right? It's the whole experience of getting to that level. And I, I love the way that becomes a tangible 
goal that, that people could actually touch and feel. It's not like something that's just, you know, in your mind, it's, it's a physical thing that you can actually prove to yourself and show others. I, I love that. I think that's such a cool idea. How, how did you even come up with that idea? What, what led you to that? Mm, that's a great question. I think this was during the pandemic, actually. I had been practicing handstand for a couple of years, you know, I, and, you know, I really just became addicted to it. I mean, there's no other word. It was like I got my first sense of like being up in the air and I was like, oh my gosh, it's like such a high to be like floating in space. It's amazing. And so I just kept chasing after that and after that. And then, you know, the pandemic hit, right? And so I was like, oh my gosh, I am so busy. I'm so busy. I am teaching online. I have my clients. And then I'm also, I have my home life, right? I'm taking care of my two children and homeschooling them. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, you know, I love to teach, but when it's your own kids, it's really hard. It's, it's like yet another chore for them that you're asking them to do. And so that became a challenge. And I found myself thinking, okay, I could give this up. Or I could keep going and really have this integrity to my practice. You know, because I, I would often say, like, some, you're going to find your edge. Right? In a yoga pose, you might find your edge. Like that's the point where it's like, okay, I can do this, but it's a little uncomfortable now. It's like breathing. My breath is no longer steady and even. It's like, it's not withheld, but it's like, it's starting to get challenging now. And so I came upon that with COVID as I'm sure many other people have as well. And I said to myself, okay, I'm going to keep going. I chose to because that, that high was so addictive, <laughs> just floating up in space. And I said, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to keep going. And so I kept practicing. I, gosh, when I could get it first thing in the morning, I would try to beat the children, beat them waking up. And I would set my alarm earlier and then they would get up earlier. And I would get up earlier and they would get up earlier. And I said, this is impossible because now I'm at up like 4.30 in the morning. And that's just like, I need my rest, you know? And so I would try to find pockets of time. But if I could find it in the morning, that was my best time to practice. I would, you know, do the cooking, cleaning, homeschooling thing during the day. And then when everybody's asleep at night, then I would like try to practice. Then if I couldn't get in the morning, I would try to practice at the end of the day. And that was a lot harder. But that was my mental challenge. And I said, no, I'm going to I'm going to do this. And it's literally just willpower. It's like mind over matter. And, you know, obviously, if it's like 11 o'clock at night, you have to use your common sense and say, am I just going to injure myself at this point? You know, is it just better to rest? But as much as possible, if, if it was like 8.30, 9.30, I would practice for an hour and just do it. And it was so messy. It was so not ideal. It challenged me in every way, like physically and mentally, just you know, missing things. And I'm like, this is, I've landed this before, but I can't get it today because I am so exhausted and I am so frustrated. And in those moments, I realized in myself, I'd having that inner witness, seeing to myself, okay, this is actually just the mind. This is actually just the story. 
So just show up, do your numbers, and then be done with the day. And so I kept going. I did exactly that. I just did my numbers. And I was like, okay, namaste. I'm going to bed now. <laughs> like I'm stretching and I'm going to bed. And little did you know, like some of those practices, it was in the very last handstand. It was in the very last kick or that very last minute that I got it. And that gave me the motivation to just keep going. Like it wasn't every time, but there were some times when I really surprised myself. Like, oh, that was the last one I'm exhausted. And that was my best. <laughs> like, wow. So it just proved to me that having the courage to just keep to it, just stick with it, just commit with it, just keep going. Like the, the, the prize is on the other side. It's right on the other side. And, you know, nobody else saw that. <laughs> you know, I wish I were recording. Oh my gosh, Patty, how many times did I say to myself, I wish I recorded that. That was so good. But it didn't matter because that's the universe's way of saying you're on the right path. This is a sign that you are on the right path. Just keep at it. And the more I kept at it, the more I became consistent with it. The more consistent with it, I the more confident I had, um, the more confidence I had in myself, the more confidence I had in the practice and in my own abilities. So it's really just the cycle of everything, right? If you show up for it, you see the progress happen over time. It's a long time, but you do see the progress. If you focus on the right, doing the right thing at the right time, doing the right work with the right purpose, with the right goal in mind, you're going to advance. It might be slow, but you're going to advance. And then just having the courage just to stick with it, to believe in yourself, even when no one else does. Everyone's like, like, okay, how old are you, Yvette? And you're doing handstands. That's crazy. Like 10 year olds do that. But, you know, me being a big, you know, a big kid and I'm a child at heart, you know, this is what I love to do and believe in it and have fun with it. You know, it just leads to other wonderful things. And so for me, I wanted to share this. I just did. I thought this was so cool. I found this in myself and I felt so powerful. Like really, if I could do this when I'm tired and I have everything else going on and I'm doing it during COVID, I know I can do many other hard things and I can do so much more with it and I can help others overcome their obstacles and their points of transition and help them to believe in themselves you know and I found you know that I don't want to talk too much about it today but I just been doing there's always been there's always been a confidence gap I think between men and women and I don't have the research to to show that for you today but definitely is written it's been written up in many articles yeah that it just comes more naturally to men i think probably because of our culture right like we're just women are just so conditioned to be a little bit more giving and more accommodating and men are conditioned to be like go get it you're more aggressive just even like negotiating for salary alone right yeah for sure there's definitely a confidence gap there and so i thought and, and so many things like the confidence in teenagers, right? And their looks. I used to work, just to backtrack a little bit, I used to work in corporate marketing many years ago and I worked in the beauty industry. And so I've done research even like, gosh, 12 years ago. And just to, to see like the different ways that women see themselves 
and what they view as confident and not in terms of beauty products is astounding. And so I wanted to be a force of light, if you will, and and help particularly women, although I'm very open to anyone with any kind of background to join my class. It's very inclusive. But I thought for those who identify themselves as women, especially, to help them see the value in themselves, you know, beyond what they might have perceived in the past is powerful. As I said, I grew up, you know, I was born in the Philippines and I grew up here, but obviously like first generation, my, my parents were immigrants, I'm an immigrant and, you know, it, we still have a little bit of that mentality and that gap. And so there's one part that's a generational gap. Like women are supposed to be like this. And then there's also the being Asian gap. Women are supposed to be like that. <laughs> and you're supposed to have done this and da, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And uh, even growing up, just the color of my skin, like I'm a little bit tanner. And I was, I was like, oh, you lightning products in your face. And maybe you would know because you're Indian, right? And so maybe some Indian <laughs> women tend are like, oh, white is better. And like, it, it's, it's like, why can't I just be comfortable in my own skin? Yeah, you're right. I, it's always the thing that you don't have. Like I, you know, my, my white friends, they're all like, oh, you know, I want to get a, a tan. I want to be more tanned. And we're like, we're staying out the sun. We, we don't want to get any tan. We're, we're good. We want to get whiter. And it's like, it's it's just that thing that is human nature, but the 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 point you made about kind of men and women and absolutely you know there there are there's bags of research out there. I was speaking to a friend of mine, she's telling me how like even some of these larger phones now, you know, like the iPhone, whatever it's called, the Max or whatever they call it, but, but a lot of those products they're, they're designed with male hands in mind, right? They, they they don't even design them for women and. Most of those phones are uncomfortable because the shape of a woman's hand and, you know, the size is, it's just not compatible. So everywhere we turn, we can see examples of this literally every, the police, you know, they wear the stab proof jackets. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, there's research behind that to show that more women officers get stabbed than male. And it's because some of those jackets aren't designed for the female body. They're, they're just not giving that level of protection. And I, I absolutely get it. And my daughter, I have a daughter who's, who's 12 and I see it in her always, you know, there's a, there is this confidence, I wouldn't say issue, but, but there's a definitely a difference there. And I, I don't want her to grow up like that. So, you know, anything that can boost that is, is a, it can only be good. So I'm conscious of time with it. I know we've taken up so much of your time and we're running close to the end of the episode. I just wanted to get two bits of advice from you. So if you could tell your younger self some words of wisdom, what might they be? Oh, just believe in yourself. Yeah. You know, having been an, an immigrant, I suffered a year of hardship the first year that I was here, the first three years, really. My father stayed in the Philippines for monetary reasons. He was helping my grandparents financially. And my mother lived and worked in Jersey. I lived with my grandmom and seven uncles in one house, if you can imagine that. And wow. so I learned to be independent very quickly. And there were times when I felt really uh, lonely, really all alone. And so, and I was an only child. I was an only child at the time as well. 
Me so, too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think, you know, I I know I gained a lot of inner strength during that period and it was hard. It was really hard. Then I think like if I could tell my younger self, I say just believe in yourself and everything's gonna turn out just fine. And it has. I mean, when I have worked with my clients, you know, and I've helped them them to believe in themselves, I'll get emails back saying, I got that promotion. And it was because of your class. It was because I found that inner strength in your class and I just applied it, that I got that promotion, super competitive title, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I've seen clients get up into their first handstands and held it for like three seconds and like, you know, amazing. I never thought I could do that. I like, I, you know, and then I'm showing it to my daughter and I'm like, hey, mama can do a handstand. So <laughs> it's like super cool. And had I not believed in myself that I could pursue this and I could do this throughout COVID, I would not have seen that kind of result. You know, and it's powerful, you know, and for those who, you know, couldn't, you know, couldn't do handstands or really didn't have the desire to do handstands. Other like of my yoga students would come back to me saying, you know, that one class where you talked about equanimity and you talked about like coming from a place of groundedness and being pulled in opposite directions, but like not reacting, you know, remember that class? And I said, yeah. And, and this one guy many years later came up to me on the street. He just like saw me. He's like, me down. I was like, hey, you remember me from class? I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, you know, remember I used to go to your class with my wife. Yeah. And he goes, well, we divorced since then. But I wanted to tell you that we divorced amicably because of you. I really took all your teachings to heart and I was able to navigate that through equanimity and just settle everything very peacefully, very amicably. And we, even though we said, you know, even though we separated in, in our ways, I remained friends with her. So I thought that was powerful, especially because between the two of them, she showed up more. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this, this is powerful stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I love the ability to really tap into that human spirit and to, to go just beyond physical practice, beyond everything else, and just help someone in a time of need really accomplish what they want to accomplish, you know, and like just unleash that their own power, you know. And the greatest thing that I ever received from my students is that twinkle of gratitude in their eye, you know, they come from practice and they're like, that was awesome. Just like that little like twinkle, that sparkle in the eye. I I just I live for that. So <laughs> it's really cool when I get these when I get these messages saying, "This is what they have found. This is what they've discovered as their success," and that becomes my success too. Like I'm so thrilled for them. In awe of everything you were just saying there, and this episode's just flown by. Honestly, the time has flown by, and there's just so much in there, so much goodness, and I just see the the passion oozing from you uh, and it's infectious so it's always great when somebody is so passionate about what they do it can really have you know a huge impact on, on the people around you so i just want to thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your insights do, oh, my pleasure do you have one more minute yeah go for it yeah okay would you like to do a handstand not a real oh, 
<laughs> one exercise that will take one minute of your time. I'm looking at my clock. It says 11.54. I think you can oh, uh, one minute. I have one minute, but I don't think I've got the strength to do that. Yeah. Okay. So I know it might take you out of the frame. You're welcome to sit or you're welcome to stand, but I want you to bring your hands up in the air. Okay. Like do this now? Yep. Yeah, you're going to do this now. I know we can. Okay. That's okay. You're going to bring them about shoulder width distance. Look at your Look at the space between your hands, like dorsiflex your hands as much as you can. So back. Oh, yeah, back. Got dorsiflexing it. your hands, okay? You're going to yeah. put them all the way up and overhead. Try to bring your wrist over your shoulders. So you're mimicking a handstand. Oh, Basically, yeah. try to bring your elbows straight as possible. Yes. Draw the navel into the spine and bring your sit bones down to the floor. Look up. Push up. Okay. Breathe. All right, so this is going to be a one-minute hold, and I'm going to time it. All right, so push up. Shoulders by the ears. Shoulders are not shoulders are not moving forward. Okay, you're pushing up slowly with control. Stand tall. Breathe. You're still pushing up. We can't push up in handstand if you are looking around. So look up right between the thumbs and space. Just at the midpoint between the thumbs. Look up. Keep pushing up. So you're going to engage your glutes. Okay, draw the navel into the spine. Keep trying to bring your arm bones back in space as much as possible. Patty, you got this. Try to bring your elbows straight. Breathe. All right. So you have about 20 seconds left. Keep breathing. Push up into your shoulders without moving any part of your body. Keep squeezing your glutes. Imagine the ceiling is coming down on you. Imagine that ceiling represents all the times anyone has ever said anything negative to you. All the times you've said negative things to yourself, push against it. No, breathe. Push up, rise above it. Okay. For any unfavorable circumstance, for every boundary, real or imagined, for every bully, every social inequality, for every limiting thought you've ever had, rise above it. Fight for every inch, every second. Push up, Patty. I can see you. <laughs> Stand confidently. You're almost there. Take a deep breath. And then slowly release your arms by your side. You're being down. Oh. How do your arms feel? <laughs> it's shattered. <laughs> so you were right side up. <laughs> Wow, it's that was really intense. That was physically intense. I I didn't realize just putting arms up would would cause so much physical, um, yeah, just physical energy that you need for that. That was amazing. It's awesome, and you probably feel a little bit tingling too. Next time, I'll have to warm you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I think people should pay for this episode just to see me doing that because you know I'm not giving this away for free. It has to be something that people give me something in return, even a pat on the back, I think. <laughs> definitely get a pat on the back. Well, listen, if you want to take a class and be for free, I give you a code and you can come. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. Um, but, you know, it's powerful. And then after, like, did you feel the sensations in your body, like all the tingling? Yeah, there, there's a real focus, right, on on each different movement of your body because you're just so focused on the the task mm -hmm. and it makes you super present yeah hyper present 
to a level you probably not because we think we're focused. We're like, yeah, I'm focused. I'm doing this. But actually, like 10 different things are running in the background, you know, but enhance it. If you are trying to float up in the air, the second you check out of it, you are you're on the floor. <laughs> well, what was funny was like, uh, in my mind, my, my elbows were straight. Like, and then I looked down and you went, pull up the elbows. And they were like, literally like that. And, and I was like, oh my God, they're not even straight. So I hadn't even realized that. So, yeah, just a bit of focus definitely helps. It's true, you know, and I, it's an embodied practice. So I wanted you to experience it. Thank you so much of it. That was lovely. I am forever grateful. I never thought I would end up in that situation by the end of the podcast, but I'm so glad I did. And I think it's another memorable episode for me. It's something I will be talking about to other people. So I just want to thank you for bringing that experience to me and the listeners. Oh, thank you so much, Patty, for having me on your show. This was so much fun. 